Well, let the Civil War begin. Browns, Browns, Browns. We've been traditionally a run team with Nick Chubb. The writing looks like it's on the wall a little bit. That the Browns are going to change philosophies and, and go with more of a newer approach in throwing the football. We debate or ask or break down, are the Browns going to be transitioning to a running team, from a running team to a passing team? And if so, are fans and the media up to the challenge of accepting what may become an offense that looks more like the Kansas City Chiefs, more like the Buffalo Bills, more like the, uh, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. We'll talk about that in segment one. Segment two, we'll get right into the uh, preview of this game, breakdown, uh, and, and get you ready for the Washington Commanders and the Cleveland Browns from the DMV. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, some of the key matchups in this uh, Washington's defensive line versus the Browns' offensive line. We'll talk about the Browns' receiver versus the secondary of the Commanders. And we'll, we'll try to point out some areas where the Browns can uh, you know, assert some sort of dominance and assert some sort of advantage in those key matchups. And then finally, the last segment of the show, we will be diving deep into our predictions, uh, diving deep into our final thoughts before we get you ready for this game. And we're going to do it all coming up on the, this episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day hello everybody closing out the week here browns commanders sunday one o'clock fedex field browns game 16 of the season washington commanders fighting for the playoff hopes the quarterback change carson wentz coming to start sunday in return for the washington commanders your hosts jeff lloyd at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd also, your host from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube. 92.3 The Fans, the barbershop host, Mr. Garrett Bush at G Bush 91. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform. Or of course, available now on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you got those notifications on. Throw some likes on the episode. And if you got Roku, Go ahead and search Locked on Cleveland Sports. You will find us, the Guardians podcast, the Cavaliers podcast, and of course, G and the boys over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Today's episode of Locked on Browns is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And for all our Ohio listeners, I hope you're all ready to go on Sunday, January 1st. Legal betting. Legal sports betting, I should say, available in the state of Ohio. Um, we're going to open this one up here. And, you know, G and I tried to touch on this. And if you heard some of the other things I've done this week, whether it was the crossover episode or I sat down yesterday and I did a commander's podcast. I think a lot of you need to either check yourself, brace yourself, ready yourself. There is going to be a change, and it's probably going to start, my guess is probably going to be G Sunday, because I doubt the Browns want to put carries, or a lot of carries, on Nick Chubb that don't count. Look, any you know, if you're still playoff relevant, 
anything you're calling there are money touches. These next two games, these aren't going to be money touches. Nick Chubb is a 100% genuine character. He is going to play these games. You know, if the Browns said we're not going to play him, you'd understand, but that's just not the way Nick Chubb is wired. Um, it's been, let's see, for March, it's been over nine months now. Um, you finally have him here. He's played his first four games. He's going to play his final two. This offense, and for the last, even the Stefanski era, and for most of the era that's ever been here, one of the most positive things about this Cleveland Browns offense was their ability to run the football. Um, it's usually what they did best. God knows during the Stefanski era to this point, it ha- is what they've done best. 2020, obviously, Baker had a really, really solid stretch. 2021, it all unraveled between injuries, um, beliefs in chained different beliefs as far as offensive football. But make no mistake, with all that is invested and all that was put into the trade to acquire Deshaun Watson here, this is going to become the focal point. Um, I know everybody's going to look at a game like last Saturday. And, oh, it was the third coldest game in Browns history. And as we're recording this, I'm seeing plenty of tweets on social media from you guys talking about having your windows open. So, you know, last week, the negative 35 or however bad it got with the wind chill, that ain't the norm, folks. And I ain't saying 62 in Ohio on December 30th is the norm either. But there is a happy median in between. This team, this offense, everything this team will go on for the next few years will be based on the arm of Deshaun Watson. There is a major transition coming here. Nick Chubb is no longer going to be the focal point of your offense. So if you're not ready for it, means you're trying to prep you for it now and let you know it's coming. This team, its identity, everything they do on the offensive side of the ball will be tied to the right wing of number four, Deshaun Watson, G. Yeah, I, you know, there's been so much going on. Um, and, and, and the reason we were getting getting into it, because we looking into it like this, man, there's been a media there's been, you know, the article Tony Grossi put out, but there's always been fans and always some people in the media with this conundrum of, all right, we know that, you know, your best player up to this point has been Nick Chubb. The most consistent player over his tenure has been Nick Chubb. And so you're used to the Cleveland Browns coming out, establishing Nick Chubb and getting him as many touches as he, as he can. But this year we start to see a slow um, move away from the heavy running game. Um, I ask people all the time, when the last time you've seen all those three tight end sets? Those are all but gone, completely gone. When is the last time you saw a, a D, uh, an offensive lineman come in as tackle eligible to come in and give an extra block? That's been gone. Uh, we talked about how Kareem Hunt was phased out of the program. Uh, you know, they're not leaning on two running backs. They're not leaning on some of these heavy sets. Now, when Deshaun Watson comes back, you see more three wide receivers, and you need to have more three wide receivers. Heck, next year, if they're if they're smart, they'd have more four receiver sets. They need to go get another receiver. Um, but one of the things that you see is the just simple fact that the fan base has to, you know, figure it out. They'd have to understand that, hey, this team is going to look more like the Buffalo Bills, more like the Chargers, more um, you know, more a wide open. Heck, they might even, the Eagles run the ball a lot, but the Eagles definitely get uh, uh, the ball downfield a little bit too because they have a dual threat quarterback. Um, but when you look at some of these quarterbacks and, and the way they're doing it, 
you know, you say, well, G. Bush, you you guys are contradicting yourself. You, you said all year, why doesn't Nick Chubb get in the ball? Why isn't Nick Chubb getting 20 carries? Well, listen, there's a huge difference between Jacoby Brissett playbook, Baker Mayfield playbook, and Deshaun Watson playbook. And so if I got a choice and I, I and I got a quarterback that is going to be a, a middle-of-the-road type quarterback, of course I'm going to lean heavier on my a rushing attack, especially if it's a guy like Nick Chubb. But when you get Deshaun Watson, who has a certain skill set, that's what it's going to go to. So the debate will happen now, um, but realize that next year the offense ain't rightfully show, so should look completely different. And the days of just hand, handing the ball and running play action and running boots with Chubb, um, those are gone. Um, I, I expect to see him in a different role, and I expect to see a different philosophy for the Cleveland Browns, Jeff. Look, you know, you've seen Amari Cooper this year within a Kevin Stefanski offense, 72 receptions over 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. The evolution of Donovan Peoples-Jones, 216 yards away. Does he get it? That's a lot in two games. It'd be nice for the kid, but, you know, 1,000 yards. David Njoku, you take out the time missed. There's a guy, you know, probably would have been somewhere around the 800-yard mark. And one of the things that most people didn't see with David Njoku and the reason the Browns were okay with signing him to this extension is David Njoku can play and do everything you need him to do as an inline tight end who can age your running game and do what he's got to do from there. But David Njoku and his overall raw athletic ability is a guy that can play either in the slot or line up outside. Um, there's either going to be one of these young kids takes the step and the Browns are not going to ignore this wide receiver room this offseason. They're not. They're going to bring in something substantial to this room and they're going to tell the kids, well, you figure it out. I only got room for one or two of you. I got about three or four of you. You guys will determine who's going to be here and who's not going to be here long term. But this is all going to be about Deshaun Watson. Don't think that we're saying Nick Chubb is going anywhere. Nick Chubb is not going anywhere. Nick Chubb is fine. He's going to be here. And you brought the Philadelphia Eagles, which I think is a great point, G. The reason the Eagles run the ball so much, because the Eagles are a very good team. And almost every week, they are ahead on the scoreboard. That's why. So you mix it in. You start to pause the game, slow it down, get out of Dodge. But yes, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, I would even say maybe the Cincinnati Bengals. You're not doing it all the same way, obviously. But you were saying that this is our guy. He is going to be the guy. It all comes down to how he plays. And as we get into segment two here in the matchups, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be on full out display Sunday. I am calling it now. Deshaun Watson is going to have a monster day Sunday. We'll get to some game matchups here in segment two. We will get to some predictions and thoughts here in segment three. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked On Browns. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana against the law in every state, even states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And you think law enforcement officers cannot tell if you're driving high. You're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you are driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow down your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI paid for by the NHTSA. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe uh, to the, us on Twitter as well at Locked On Browns. Uh, you can follow me at G. Bush 91, and you can follow Jeff at, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, let's go into this um, this preview uh, before the game. Um, we, we talked a little bit about philosophical stuff moving forward, but we do have two more games left to get to. Um, and this is a game that uh, is going to present some challenges for the Cleveland Browns. One of the things we talked about in an earlier blog earlier the season is uh, the, the ability for um, the commanders to get after you, not only from the Russians uh, with uh, Montez Sweat and, and Chase Young and some of those guys, but they've also um, got the ability uh, to get after you with Allen in the middle, uh, Payne in the middle. They look, they get, you know, a nice production from those guys, almost double digit sacks from their two positions uh, in defensive tackles. And so they present some, um, some, some obstacles. We're going to learn what what our offensive line is going to be about. Um, We had a, had a lot of couple uh, holding penalties, especially on when you're passing the ball, you're going to be susceptible to more holding penalties because your drop back kick slide more often because you're throwing the football. So we want to see if Jack Conklin can hold up. No, he's had a couple holding penalties. Jedrick Wills has been undisciplined throughout the parts of the season, and we want to see how it is. You know, if Wyatt Teller can, can, can uh, continue to work on his uh, pass blocking and some of the ways that he's able to do it in the run game as well. So those are things. And then, and, you know, on offense, Carson Wentz is going to have the ability to come out, and, and we haven't seen him in a while. But he he does have some uh, some a, a decent skill set. He has a big arm. He's a guy who can move around a little bit. Everything that's wrong with Carson Carson Wentz happened to go through is the two, you know, right between his ears. It's, it's the mental aspect. It's the preparation aspect. It's the diagnostics that you know he struggles with sometimes. And then you got a big physical running back that don't run um, at you that you got to tackle. Curtis Samuel's a guy who. Um, it, it is a threat to catch a run, and then you got Terry McLaurin. So, e- even before we started talking about this, the the Washington Commanders have always had a really deep uh, a roster and a dope roster. And I was always scared about how the Browns would come out in this situation. Um, well, a couple things here, and I'll start here. Obviously, the injury report for the Browns. Um, everybody returns to practice today. Only one carrying a status for Sunday is Jadavian Clowney. Um, I will never understand how this works with concussions. If you're in the protocol, how the hell do you practice? Just putting your helmet on, if you possibly still in the concussion protocol, is a stupid thing to do. So I don't get the clarification on that in any way whatsoever. Jedrick Wills back to practice today in a limited capacity, not carrying a status. So I think that tells us everything we know about Jed being good to go. On the Washington side, um, not very favorable for them here late in the year. Uh, their second running back um, does a lot of receiving for them. Antonio Gibson has about eight, over 800 total yards this season out for Sunday. Offensive lineman Sadiq Charles out for Sunday. Defensive end uh, Smith Williams also out for Sunday. And now this is where it gets a little bit hairy. Uh, there are four questionable players for the Washington Commanders on Sunday. Every single one of them is a secondary guy. So that is, you know, that's a question mark right there. But as far as the biggest matchups, I don't think Deshaun Watson and this Browns offensive line, since Deshaun has been back, has seen a defensive line with the makeup 
that the commanders potentially have. Again, two feet, two defensive tackles with 15 combined sacks. They get a lot of pressure from the inside. So that either can destroy things or we're going to see last week. And, you know, I was a little bit critical of Deshaun not thinking more about using his legs. Um, that's something you're going to think here because if the pressure is coming from the interior, obviously you got to get out to the left. You got to get out to the right. Uh, you do have Chase Young will be back. It looks like he's starting here. He's probably still on a pitch count uh, for the Ohio State fans and the crew. And look, there's a lot of Ohio State flavor in this one. There's no question about that. Um, and then also on the other side, you have Montez Sweat. If you remember, Montez Sweat was a guy that we absolutely drooled over during the 2019 draft cycle. We thought it would have been a great pairing here up until the trade for Odell Beckham Jr. But with these injuries within the secondary for Washington, you definitely think there's a huge, huge opportunity for Sean Watson to shine here with David, with Amari, with Donovan. I think there's going to be big days all around. The other thing is going to be, and we talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago in one of the games with the cornerback matchup, you know, as far as the Bengals, but Martin Emerson, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom versus Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and the rookie has been hot, Jahan Dotson. Over the last three weeks, Jahan Dotson has had over 50 yards receiving and a touchdown in all three games. That's a rookie hitting their stride. You have the cornerbacks to do this, you know, each week in, week out. You have these type of guys. The question is going to be who are you going to choose to match up on who? Are you going to, like you didn't do against the Bengals, switch it up a little bit? You know, look, Jamar Chase is fantastic, but there's no reason if you think Martin Emerson is the goods, if you think Greg Newsom is the goods, that Denzel Ward's got to take every rep there. Plus, what we see from Denzel Ward is if he's covering a less capable receiver, Denzel Ward has an incredible, incredible ability to basically vacate his responsibility and go chase down a football. And we've seen that with great, great success. I would like to see Denzel in more of that capacity. The guy's always had a tremendous nose for the football, two fumble recoveries for touchdowns this year. Yeah, he's always been active in stripping the ball. That's gone all the way back to his rookie year. But these are two of the highlight matchups here. It's going to be the Washington defensive line versus the Browns offensive line, the Browns secondary players versus these three receivers. The reason the move was made to go to Carson Wentz He's just a better thrower of the football than Taylor Haneke. It's not a knock. And look, neither one of these guys are the answers long-term in Washington. We all know it, obviously. And this is a pretty good roster down in Washington, the way it's constructed. They just don't have much of the quarterback position. Carson Wentz, last time Brown's song was in 2020. Brown's had his number that day. Interception. Uh, return for a touchdown by Sione Taki. Taki. Uh, Denzel got him late in the game. If everybody remembers Denzel. Denzel got a pick late in the game, sprained his ankle. He was out a couple weeks after that. Also, the Browns got to Carson Wentz five times that day. Carson Wentz does not have the mobility he once had when he was started in this league. He's always had a propension to hold on to the ball too long, you know, either throw it away, toss it to the back. Carson Wentz has always been his biggest liability in this league. And the other thing is there was a time five, six years ago, Carson Wentz was about to win the NFL MVP before he tore up his knee in L.A., so you're looking at your feel-good storyler, Tyler Heineke, or you're looking at Carson Wentz and saying, well, two gets me in. I got to go with the guy that was almost league MVP. I mean, it's, it's just simple math, G. That's the way it turned out, man. You know, you don't got no time for half-stepping. The great thing about, you know, NFL, they say it stands for not for long. You don't have time to be sitting around lolly lollygagging and waiting for your perfect opportunity to say, we're going to go for it right now in this moment. No, it don't work like that. You might want to go ahead and be proactive in what you're going to do and be aggressive because, you know, when you look at these these teams and you look at um, some of these coaching staffs and, and everybody's on an evaluation period. 
everybody's on an evaluation period. And when you look at you get down to these last two games, I've always said it. You don't know who's safe and who's gone. Jimmy Haslam, if y'all lose the second two games too bad, everybody might be gone. So this is if people say there ain't nothing to talk about or, or play for. Sure there is. It's called your career. <laughs> no doubt. And the other thing is, is look, everybody in that locker room is saying they're focused, saying they're ready to go. So the biggest thing is you can't put out stuff like that before the game and then have to get somebody bring a microphone to you after the game and say, hey, it doesn't look like the all out effort was there. We're going to get over. We switch it up here. Segment three predictions, final thoughts, Browns, commanders, one o'clock Sunday. FedEx Field. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, they even had the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And for you, Ohio folks, that starts Sunday. <laughs> Definitely starts Sunday. Um, yeah, start, Sunday, you could you could get that in. You could you're right in time for the Browns, right in time for the Buckeyes, right in time to uh get right into the swing of things with Bet Online. Uh Jeff, you know, we we've got a little bit into some of those matchups that we talked about. Uh let's get into some of our predictions that we have for this game coming up here. Uh, when you look at this game, um, this is a to me about a pick 'em game. Uh, I think teams are they're both matched um, slightly, pretty well across the board. I think the Commanders are at home. Um, Carson Wentz gives them a little better job than Taylor Heidenke. Um, But I really, I really think that this is a game that you know, even if the Browns don't win, I think this might be the game Deshaun Watson throws for over three hundred. And I think he may be throwing for uh, 300, 315, maybe a couple touchdowns. And the great thing about it is even if the Browns lose that game because the defense is trash and there's nothing really we all know about that, um, it, you can feel great about yourself if Deshaun Watson looks like a, a, he has a whisper of what he used to be. If he's able to step up in the pocket, maybe rake some plays with his feet, throw for over 300 yards, look like he's in command, lead us late drive or drive before halftime, I think a lot of Browns fans will take that. I think the media will take it. Because one thing you do, would at least have is some hope, that hope that, hey, guess what? This guy's going to be all right, that he's going to be getting back to his form that he was a couple years ago. And and you would feel good about going into the offseason with Kevin Stefanski still as the play caller because you, you could say, look at the progression that he has since week one to the final week. And all we can do is we can extrapolate that over a, a longer period of time. And you can see why people would be excited, right? Um, so, you know, this is a, a week where, you're, you know, you're eliminated from the playoffs. However, the Cleveland Browns are, I think, working on a two-year program where they kind of count this year and next year as one year, given the fact that they had to have a new quarterback, given the fact that a lot of the other different things happen. But I will say this. There is always Jimmy Haslam. And just like I said, some great positive things, there's some negative, some negative things as well. If you come out here and don't play well against Washington, and you come out and you lay an egg against Pittsburgh, all bets are off. I, I can't save you, because one thing that will concrete and cement you is you, you, you would have come in last place. 
And we can all agree whether or not we we think the, the roster was talented enough to win a Super Bowl. One thing that we can all agree on, this roster was not as, as talented. It was not void of talent to the point where they would come in last place. This is not a last place talent roster. And if you end up that way, it gives Jimmy uh, and D a little room to say, well, hold on. Are we getting better or are we on the right track? Ain't nobody wants that, especially if, you, if you're talking about your Kevin Spansky. But here would also be the, the thing in the counter to that, G, is if you can somehow finish this season at 8-9 and nine, and you factor in the fact you won four out of 11 with Jacoby Brissett, but you won four out of six with Deshaun Watson. That's, you know, that's the key here. And it may sound like lip service. And, you know, yes, the professional athletes, they get paid. Da, 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 da. It's going to make everybody in that room believe a little bit more. It is. It, it truly is. For me, I, I am telling you right now, he is going to go bananas on Sunday. Deshaun Watson is going to be, you know, he is just going to be a man amongst boys on Sunday. There were balls that should have been completed. Deshaun Watson should have thrown for over two bills minimum in that weather on Sunday, on Saturday against the New England the New Orleans Saints. His balls were there to be caught. It's going to be a lot softer, catchable ball this week. Again, if you factor in the fact we're talking about 60 degrees, maybe a kickoff in Washington Sunday, it's almost a 95-degree difference, guys. <laughs> 95 degrees. So, yeah, it ain't going to be, you know, like you're out there, you know, in St. Thomas or one of these gorgeous tropical islands. It's just going to be that it's just that much nicer of a day. Um, Nick's going to get his due. He is. I think Carson Wentz, I, I think Washington is in a really, really tough spot here. Because, yes, you made the move to Carson Wentz, but it's not like, you know, you know, you, so maybe you upgraded to a hotel room with two beds. Like you didn't, there's no, you didn't go to a suite. They didn't put you on the top, the penthouse. <laughs> this is Carson Wentz, man. Carson Wentz basically had his gig taken from him in Philly. He went to the Colts. That didn't work out. Sent him to Washington. And I think the thing that's worse at all of this is somehow, some way, these teams start find, keep finding ways for people to give up assets for Carson Wentz. He's, I don't think he's going to be ready. I don't think there's going to be anything that Carson Wentz is going to be able to do that's going to fool this team. The key for the Browns, you know, as far as being able to contain defensively. Now, Brian Robinson is a really nice feel-good story as a running back for the Washington Commanders this year. You know, obviously, young man took a bullet late in the summer, was able to get through that, get himself back on the field quickly. He's only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. It does bring up the juxtapose that we've been in all year. Oh, this team sucks. They can't run the ball. And, you know, we watch him hang 230 on our Cleveland Browns. Um, but I think the effort has been there the last few weeks. And, you know, I, Reggie Ranglin, I don't know how much he will play because I'm assuming Washington's going to want to throw the ball a little bit more. But Reggie Ranglin has been a difference as far as trying to stop the run. Uh, we saw that firsthand. Deion Jones. It, you know, the Browns are in a unique situation. A lot of other teams have their first top four linebackers going injured reserve for the rest of the season. And you're able to bring in established veterans like Deion Jones and Reggie Ranglin. Um, so that's certainly been something that's benefited them. I think the secondary is going to be ready to go. You know, with McLaurin out there, you know, with Samuel out there, you know, Denzel Ward's going to be keeked up for a matchup like this, going against guys that he knows, you know, knows you know better than other players in the NFL. This is going to be a big one. I, I, I personally feel the Browns are going to walk into this one. And I, I think they're going to drop 30. First off, I think they're going to drop over 30 points. I think they are probably going to win this game probably by double digits. I, you know, I'm going to go with a, 34, 24. I just don't think Carson Wentz is going to be able to do it. Carson Wentz turns the ball over. Carson Wentz takes sacks. This has always been his 
him all when he has not been a solid player at the position like he was early in his career with the Eagles. I think this is a game that Washington is extremely excited for, extremely needs, wants to be able to taste that playoff juice. And I think the Cleveland Browns are absolutely 100% going to make spoiler on Sunday. I agree. I think you're going to throw the ball well. Um, I think it'll be an entertaining game. I think it will be up and down the field. I don't think our defense will will um, actually be able to stop them. But I will say that, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson will be uh, a much better quarterback. He'll have much better um, awareness throwing the ball downfield. And I think he'll have his breakout game for the Browns, even if they don't aren't able to bring the home game home due to the uh, lack of for a better term, due to the lack of the defense being able to stop somebody. So I expect him to have his best game yet as a Brown, and I expect a lot of people to be tuned in to see, you know, which one of these last two games are going to be a breakout game so we can have some sort of measure of hope going into 2023. There's no question about it, and I'll even go this far. Jacoby Brissett would be the second-best quarterback in this game. So that's what Washington is working with, you know. And for Washington, great. Get to the playoffs. Spoil your draft choice. Get yourself further and further away from a quarterback. <clears throat> Look, I, you know, I'm envious, obviously, to be 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. Um, But would I rather finish the season, not go to the playoffs, and know I have what I need at the quarterback position for the next five years? Yeah, that's a position I would want to be in for the Cleveland Browns. We are the host here at Lockdown Browns. Garrett Bush at G Bush 91, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Of course, the barbershop every Saturday. Uh, other appearances. This is on 92.3 The Fan. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, throw a follow over there, at Lockdown Browns, the account for the show. Um, we appreciate everybody who makes this show their first listen every single day, whether it is on your favorite podcast platform, of course, here on YouTube. Um, and if you have Roku, go ahead and search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You'll find us, the other professional shows there, uh, the other professional team shows there, and, of course, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with G. Bush and the gang. Uh, Lockdown Browns, your uh, obviously the Lockdown Browns, you know, your team every day. It's it, it's not just a catchy line, it's not just a mantra. Legitimately, Lockdown Browns, we are here every day. Browns, Commanders, week 17, two games to go here in what has been a disappointing season. But I think everybody's going to come out with smiles, you know, the Cheshire cat grins, so to speak, on Sunday. Because you were going to realize, and all these discussions we're having, and God, I know they were out there last night because Josh Dobbs only lost by two touchdowns on Thursday night football. And get ready, because David Blau, if you remember, preseason darling a couple of years ago is going to start this Sunday. So we're going to have to, you know, equate his performance to Deshaun Watson's. Deshaun Watson's going to shut the world up. Deshaun Watson's going to drop 303 on the Washington Commanders on Sunday. Book that. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.